Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, October 20th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. When the musical review Some of My Best Friends Are debuted in St. Louis 33 years ago, it broke ground with its depiction of LGBTQ culture. That kind of art is liberating because it lets a person know they are not the only one. There's no doubt this work of art played a role in shaping and molding me. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaks with the show's creators ahead of tonight's one-time performance. Some parents of children at Jenna Elementary School in Florissant say they will seek medical testing and guidance from doctors after a privately funded environmental study found radioactive contamination inside the school and on the playground. The Hazelwood School Board is planning to close the school and is working with legal counsel to make sure responsible agencies clean up Jana and any other district sites. The school's 400 students will do virtual learning for now, then be sent to other elementary schools starting November 28th. Coldwater Creek runs directly behind Jana Elementary. The creek was contaminated in the 40s and 50s when waste from atomic bomb material manufactured in St. Louis got into the water. A large portion of a $25 million federal grant for advanced manufacturing is concentrated in St. Louis. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports economic development leaders expect the benefits to stretch throughout the entire region. $7 million from the grant goes to establish the Advanced Manufacturing Innovation Center, which will be in St. Louis's Vandeventer neighborhood. But this doesn't mean nearby residents will be the only ones who can access the resources there. Leslie Gill is the president of Rung for Women, another recipient of the federal grant funding. She says there will be many ways to connect to the Innovation Center. Through flexibility, through technology, through all of the things we've learned post-COVID and how to work, so much is done remotely and through technology. A key criteria for regions like St. Louis that won federal grants was demonstrating the funding would have benefits beyond a single specific city. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis region is receiving nearly $200 million to build a manufacturing plant that will expand electric vehicle production. Mineral supply company ICL will build the plant, which will produce lithium iron phosphate cathode powder. That powder is mainly used for electric vehicles and other large-scale batteries. The Biden administration announced the grant as part of an initiative to support domestic manufacturing and establish more supply chains for electric vehicles. After several delays, work is finally underway on a new building for St. Louis County police officers working in South County. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports. The 68 officers of the Afton Southwest Precinct currently work out of a rented space. They have to share desks and there is no place to safely process detainees. The new building will be more than twice the size, says Guy Means, the commander of Afton Southwest. I'm extremely excited for the officers of the Afton Southwest Precinct. It has been a long time coming. I look forward to many meetings with the community and our new facility. Design was completed in 2019 before then-County Executive Steve Sanger resigned due to a corruption scandal. But the pandemic and politics delayed the start of construction. Officers should be in the building by early 2024. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. 
St. Louis officials have presented copies of key documents from the lives of Dred and Harriet Scott to a descendant of the enslaved couple who famously sued for their freedom. They include a newly uncovered 1857 deed of transfer to St. Louis and Taylor Blow, who freed the Scots, and death certificates that were nearly unreadable but have been freshly restored and digitized. Archivist Chris Nafziger says there could be additional important documents. I am just blown away by these documents. I, I think it's actually just amazing that we have all this history right here in this building in our records. This is barely even scratching the surface. Recorder of Deeds Michael Butler presented copies to Lynn Jackson, founder of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. St. Louis audiences will have a chance tonight to see a pioneering piece of LGBTQ theater. The musical review, Some of My Best Friends Are, broke ground in 1989 with its unpologetic depiction of LGBTQ people and culture. Much of the cast has reunited for a one-time performance at the Missouri History Museum. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the team behind the show is celebrating its impact but is also dismayed by its renewed relevance. When St. Louis theater maker Joan Lipkin set out to produce a musical review about LGBTQ culture back in 1989, gay sex was illegal in Missouri. And as far as anyone could tell, there'd never been a show on stage in St. Louis that openly featured and discussed queer life. In that climate, Lipkin had trouble recruiting actors. There was a lot of anxiety and legitimate fear in, in the air. So... Yeah, people hung up on me. <laughs> Some of my best friends are protests persecution of LGBTQ people, but it also pokes some fun at the community, like when a gay woman sings an ode to her beloved flannel shirt. But even the actors who signed on for the show were nervous about the reaction. Before we opened, it was a little bit scary. It was very scary for us, yeah. We weren't sure. We weren't sure how the audience was going to take it. Those are cast members Kate Durbin and Terry Meadows. Before we went on, we thought, they're either going to love us or they're going to hate us. And we're going to know in about 30 seconds. And amen, hallelujah, they loved us. They, <laughs> but it, was, it exploded. Yeah. And it became this, let's we face were a it, hit. we were a hit. We had the time of our lives, let's be honest. The production was also a big deal for music director Larry Presgrove. He says his family had been mostly supportive after he came out, but he still tried to accommodate them by not talking too much about his life as a gay man. After this experience, I think I really was able to say you can't really, you can no longer ignore an entire part of my being. Some audience members had similar awakenings. Rodney Wilson drove two hours to see the show and says it was his first time taking part publicly in queer culture. That kind of art is liberating because it lets a person know they are not the only one. A few years later, Wilson became the first openly gay teacher in Missouri's K-12 schools. He also founded the nationwide LGBT History Month. There's no doubt that this work of art played a role in shaping and molding me, and I think it played a similar role in the lives of everyone who saw it. Lipkin co-wrote the show with composer and lyricist Tom Clear. The performance at the Missouri History Museum will be somewhere in between a staged reading and a full production. It's bringing together cast members to work on material they haven't touched in three decades. Durbin and Meadows met up at Lipkin's St. Louis apartment one recent afternoon to rehearse. In this scene, they play young children, 
He has a mother and father who are divorced and on bad terms. She has two mommies, or as she puts it, a mommy and a Linda. I'll ask Linda. You know, sometimes she brings her friends and she tells me I can bring my friends. I wish I had a Linda. 30 years later, the scene holds its power for Lipkin, who watches from a few feet away. This scene just destroys me every time. When you really get it, it just moves me so. That scene was more politically contentious in 1989, when Missouri law prevented gay people from adopting children. But Durbin says some of the show's complaints are freshly relevant. And now some things are circling back. One of our songs is called Judge in My Bedroom. There's a judge in my bedroom. There's a cop at the door. There's Governor Ashcroft debating gestation without my approval or representation. There's still a judge in our bedroom, and the cop is back at the door. Everyone I ever kissed, gonna throw it open to congressional debate. Whatever I decide to accept that date. Durbin worries that the Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe versus Wade could lead to legal attacks on same-sex marriage. These artists do wish their show was a little less relevant to current events. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.